Hello and welcome to the Water Quality Report. I'm Ken and on today, Tuesday, July 12th, 2022, I'm proud to report that the water is just fine. I've got a new think piece up today on what it means to be calm, as in calm and collected. I've included a reading of that at the end of this episode, which is why it's so long. So if you're not into that, there's nothing after it you've missed. Uh, But there's a link in the description to read it and hear it read as well. Today's artist recommendation is Mia Stegner. She's a very interesting artist in all facets, and I adore her cover art, to be honest. Uh, She did a contest for her recent EP and got some very good results. Uh, She's an indie rock type of gal with some great ideas and sound choices, so check her out if you're interested. Personally, she's a bit inspiring, and part of why I started the Water Quality Report. We share an ADHD diagnosis, and she's very open about how she thinks and how she feels, and I think that helps her a lot. Uh, I think we drive each other insane in a room together, but aren't those people always the best ones? cosplay as sentient characters? When does it stop being cosplay and go back to just costumes? I'd like to cosplay a piece of pizza, full size, maybe go with five or seven other pieces of pizza. Then later, once we've got some notice, we bring a giant pizza box and lay down in it. They close the pizza box on us and deliver it to a different convention. Then they open it and we come out. I think it'd be cool. We should contact Papa John about it. I knew this girl once had this huge walk-in closet where she put all of her clothes, but she still had this huge dresser in her bedroom full of stuffed animals. Everyone she got, she had either kept or given away. She learned to sew and stuff, and well, she was working at Build-A-Bear at the time, so you see how big this was for her. I started doing the same with my lighters. I interact with a lot of those. I, I know a guy here in town that refills them for me because my hands aren't very steady enough to do it fast, and I like giving them away to people eventually. You know, whenever the opportunity arises, it really adds a sentimental aspect to something that would just get thrown away ordinarily. It's pushed me to get cooler lighters and to learn more about them, and I really enjoyed the experience. I'm going to move that to something else here soon. Do you have anything you'd like to add sentiment to? I'd like to talk about calm. If you're like me, you've probably got memories of adults telling you to sit down and stop fidgeting. This is, in a way, great advice. There are lots of times when you, as a functioning adult, will need to appear calm. But what is calm? Allow me to repeat the most common first impression I seem to leave on people. You're so calm and collected, like everything you need is just in reach. If you know me well, then go ahead and laugh. If you know what I'm talking about, then laugh too. Actually, let's all just laugh right now. Did you laugh? Nothing about me has ever been just in reach, right? What gives people this belief is that I have a wide scope of introductory or greater knowledge, 
and no matter what the topic or the problem, I have some basis to which I can tether the topic to and begin connecting dots. And now add to this that my ADHD brain loves to connect dots, like it's a A-star search, and it can appear that I always have an answer, right? I always have a solution. And when you don't have to panic to find an answer, you appear calm. Back to the fidgeting. Everybody fidgets. In my case, between my autism and my ADHD, I fidget for a lot of reasons. Um, it's like there's this pulsing, faster than any computer could track, uh, through my nervous system requiring an outlet, right? Just something to get rid of it. If you watched me over time, you would track my cycle of physical outletting and mental outletting. And it's very common I just swap right between them. Physical outletting is when I use external stimulation to channel the pulses outward into interactions. Most of the time, this is your normal stimming. I flail my hands around, I jump, I run, I stand against a strong wind, I exercise. Uh, physical traits, right? Mental outletting is deep conversation, a problem to solve, a list to iterate through, or even deliberately tracking a full song start to finish from memory, right? These things don't just occupy my mind, they give it a direction to follow. There's a verb involved. Drive the conversation, iterate the list items, follow ideas to conclusion, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro, no bridge allowed. Now the level of energy I need to output shifts with the task and with how I'm feeling that day. If I'm working through a tough problem and writing my process, I'm expanding a lot of energy and my body will build up that energy output to match as so. But I can't just stop both of these and calm down, right? There's that word again. I have to keep expending that energy until my system lowers the level to account for the new environment. So if you watch me finish a problem, you'll see me immediately switch to a physical outlet. This is the connection, the cycle. If I don't, my brain will continue to expend the energy because it has to go somewhere. And this is where worrying occurs, in the idle hands. So I finish writing, I cap my pen, I toss it into the air and start moving my feet a bit. I catch the pen, twirl it in my fingers, and I repeat over and over and over until something else comes to take the point. So this is me as an adult. Now picture me as a child. Uh, it started in third grade. You take a child like this, you punish him for every fidget. He starts talking a lot. The energy's gotta go somewhere. So he's talking, but he's talking about the class. He's asking questions, he's answering questions, he's involved. Surely you can't punish him for that. Well, now he's punished for fidgeting and punished for talking. It's clear he knows the subject, so he occupies his mind with something else. He reads. Well, he can't do that either. You can't have him unoccupied with the class, so he can't fidget, he can't engage in class, he can't use some external stimuli. The only thing left is to sit still, be quiet, and think for 90 minutes. Go through eight years of that, you'll look cool as a cucumber, baby. But will you be calm? I wasn't. There's an interesting overlap in my history between two periods. Uh, one, times when I was free to be myself and to express my energy as I wished. And two, times when I was not depressed and overly anxious. I recommend another communal laugh at how long it took me to piece that together. 
This happened in the last six months. Now, I'd recommend we all look a little closer at the unhappiness in our lives and wonder what other pieces we aren't connecting. I know I've still got a few. I feel calm when I'm flailing my arms to a song and making really weird noises up on my roof. I feel calm when I'm humming in a silent room to a tune I don't even care to remember. I'm calm when I realize I made a huge mistake and I'm very calm while I fix it. I'm calm when I remove thoughts from my mind, but I'm anxious when I have no thoughts to summon. Calm isn't an outer shell of inactivity. Calm isn't a clear head or a quiet room. Calm is being who you are.